welcome to the last dipshit files of our very first year. It's episode 52. Yes, it is. And you're Mrs. Scriptkeeper. I am. I am. Today I am. Like most days. Yeah, most days. Well, I'm Mr. Scriptkeeper. Are you really? I think so. Today? Like every day. (laughs) Like every day. Uh, And we are going to talk about just a lovely guy. Yeah. Uh, Uh We're calling him the sugarcane charlatan. Yeah. But he, his name is Ahmad Siraji. Mm-hmm. He's from Indonesia. It's yes. not a story I've ever heard before, but holy fuck. This guy, this guy, yikes. And yikes. He goes to another level. Mm-hmm. So let's learn about him on the other side of this. So what do we have in store for us today? This well, this is this is a uh, an odd story. It's oh. very it's of course he, the guy's a serial killer. So right. this is a true crime serial killer uh, episode, and it's fairly new. This is for me, in my opinion, it's fairly new. Mm-hmm. We're looking at uh, uh, like late eighties, mid to late eighties is when it all began. Mm-hmm. The the reason I picked this one. Um, partly is because, yes, true crime, yes, serial killer. Right. Uh, not in the U.S., and it's kind of basically skated under my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I picked this one, though, in particular, is because the the lies, the lies. Uh, to the spiritual community, basically, is what it just... Stuck oh, in my craw. That's right. He's a charlatan for a reason. He took advantage of people in yes, their belief systems. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things that really frustrate me in this world. Uh, injustice, flat out, bottom line. Number one. Is pretty much the whole of it. I'm with you. Yeah. The whole ball of injustice, no matter what it is, it fires me up beyond firing me up. But well, Not as much as Batman. <laughs> Batman, it's Troy McClure, Gotham City Gazette. Why do you do what you do? Well, Batman appreciates that question, Troy. Batman has a deep-seated hate for injustice and the people that do injustice. Yes, but don't you think... Hold on a second. Batman's getting a bad call on his bad phone. But we're having a press conference. It'll just be a second. Hello? What do you mean Gotham's out of food? Wait, Gotham's out of food? No, I have a dog named Gotham. I named him Gotham after a meme I saw. Oh, so we don't have to panic. Gotham needs sausages. I don't know why I did that either. You were saying injustice fires you up, uh, but not as much as Batman. Abusing children, abusing animals. Right, yeah. And abusing your power hmm. just hmm. fucking fires me up. Right. It makes me very frustrated. So this one here, uh, in my research, it, it, it was very difficult. I couldn't hardly find anything prior to him being this uh, a killer. Right. There his, isn't much about his history. Right. Um, but his story within itself is enough. And you'll see why I'm so frustrated. <laughs> you'll see why I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, teach us. Yes. You want to begin? Let's learn about a dipshit. Skycast presents the sugarcane charlatan cunt, Ahmad Siraji. In Indonesia, consulting mystic doctors is a way of life. Mm-hmm. A lot of people visit these doctors because they think they have paranormal powers and and they ask them for medical and spiritual advice. A lot of women in particular seek a doctor or shaman. Uh, they seek their help believing that they make themselves richer, healthier, or more sexually attractive to their husbands or boyfriends. Huh. Now, today's story begins in 1986 Indonesia. I will say real quick, that is cheaper than healthcare, probably. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. These women paid the ultimate price. Well, so fair. That's maybe not, not cheap. So uh, in 1986, a young woman was struggling with her life and uh, her life choices, and she needed some advice, some spiritual advice. And there was one man that she felt could provide her with the guidance she was looking for. But this man, you know, he wasn't a counselor or a therapist. He wasn't a... He wasn't a Catholic priest. He was what was called a duku. I thought you were the leader here, duku. Or a shaman. In this particular case, a sorcerer. George Lucas, now we know where you got the thing. Okay. This may seem like a ridiculous idea, for, but for many in Indonesia, a visit to a shaman could provide a huge life perspective shift. Perspective 
that countless people sought out. One shaman in particular was relatively popular, and women had visited him for a vast number of reasons. Some wanted the shaman to make them more beautiful or to bring them greater wealth. He'd cast all sorts of spells on his visitors, the most common of which claimed to prevent their husbands from cheating with other women. So this woman made her way to the shaman for a meeting, and his name and the subject of our topic today is Ahmad Suraji. Now, he has two other names that I can't pronounce, so I'm not going to put them in here. Okay. But if you want to do your research and you want to look into it, Ahmad Suraji, you'll find it all. Okay. Okay. He proposed taking a walk with her through a field of sugarcane where his ritual would begin. A ritual that involved Ahmad leading the young woman to a hole in the ground. He told her to stand in the hole, which was just wide enough for her to get into, and it was just about waist deep. Once she was in the hole, Ahmad began filling the hole, so she was unable to move her lower body. Okay. Now, it's likely this woman began to feel a bit nervous at this point, possibly even asking uh, when she'd be able to get out, but we'll never know. Her state of mind will never know, as she wouldn't leave that hole alive. Oh, wow. Once she was trapped right where he wanted her, Ahmad dropped all the social niceties, and the woman saw him for the monster that he was. He wrapped a cable around her throat and strangled the life out of her as she thrashed around fighting for her life. Eventually, the fight left her, and the shaman ended her existence in that sugarcane field. Once she was dead, he set about collecting as much of the saliva on her face and chest as he could, and he drank it. Yuck! He then proceeded to strip the woman naked and buried her, making sure that her head was facing his house. But this was only the beginning of a string of horrific events as the Indonesian sorcerer was driven to gain power through murder. Wow. Hey, Dad. Yes, Jesus, my son. When you made people, did you know that you were going to make this guy that's drinking dead people spit? I did. And we're just going to be cool with that? Well, I mean, free will and all. Well, don't you want to smite him? We should mm. smite him. He's killed like 35 women and he's still going. You know, I work in mysterious ways. Dad, it's me, Jesus. You can tell me what really happened. All right. You, you promise not to tell anyone? I swear to me. And you? And him? <laughs> Hi, Holy Spirit. Now tell me, Dad. I might have mistyped a few ones and zeros when I was putting in the personality code for human beings. That makes sense. Yeah, the adrenal glands were supposed to be way smaller mm. and the prefrontal lobes way bigger. Well, don't beat yourself up over it. Oh, I'm not. There isn't much information publicly known about Ahmad's early life, aside from coming from a family of cattle breeders. What is known, however, is Ahmad Siraji was 36 years old in 1986 when his late father appeared to him in a dream, commanding him to increase his occult powers by killing 70 women in black magic rituals, and then after their death, drinking their saliva. Damn. My dad just comes to me in my dreams and says, man, you're a loser. <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> kind of like real life. Hey, oh. <laughs> Ahmad was married to three women. All of them were sisters. And they all supported Ahmad's path to power. However, the eldest of the sisters was the only one to actively help Ahmad fulfill his morbid destiny. Partner in evil. After hearing his father in the dream, he knew it would take far too long to actively search out dead women to meet his goal. How in the world is he going to find 70 dead females? Asking a lot of me, father. Gain access to their bodies without raising suspicions and then drink their spit. <laughs> And gross. It's just impractical. So Ahmad decided that he would kill the women himself. Well, that seems practical. Uh, yeah, you know. It's just math. Avoiding police suspicion and witnesses would be difficult. However, he realized that if he lured them into his home one at a time, he could do as he wished and no one would be the wiser, aside from his wives who had already supported his twisted and perverse dream. Do you promise to love him in sickness and in health? Yep. In poverty or abundance? Uh, yeah. And even if he's burying bitches in the yard? Uh. Now, being a healer, uh, quote-unquote... Which Amon, anyone can call themselves. <laughs> evidently, and that's yeah. part of my frustration here. Yeah. But being a healer, Ahmad had many visitors who were searching for help and or direction. 
It was easy enough to find victims, since local women often visited his home outside Medan, which is the capital of North Sumatra, to purchase love charms and similar items. Many sex workers visited him to bless them with the ability to attract more men so they could make more money. (laughs) Many of these women weren't connected to their families as the services they offered were exceedingly dangerous and not widely accepted, hence pushing them toward a more isolated existence or lifestyle. Now, killing sex workers allowed Ahmad an opportunity to reach his goal, but he couldn't just kill every single one that arrived at his house. That would be reckless. If he was going to get away with killing 70 women for his ritual, he needed to be selective and and cautious. 70 murders was a high number to achieve, but it was a firm goal. I feel like I'm listening to this guy's like following a path of, I know like a sports <clears throat> guy like, it's a program okay, we can get up to bench 250 it's, then we can bench know, 200 right it's 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 the It'll murder city and then all state it's a mods murder program <laughs> Jesus <laughs> if you just follow my program he's got all these charts and yarn <laughs> and he's like got an accountant he's like am I doing it right am I, I over know, budget right Oh, my God. He's got an app that actually shames you if you don't meet your goal. <laughs> so then Charles Barkley called Kevin Durant. Hold on a second, would you? Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah, what was that? Oh, it's just a reminder. I'm overdue on killing folk. What? I'm behind on my people to murder quota. Okay. Incidentally, what are you doing Friday? Ahmad began his killing spree, and no one had any idea what was happening on his property. Woman after woman would come to visit him for healing advice or help of some kind. Each sacrifice followed the same pattern. After charging his victim a fee that ranged from $200 to $400, Siraji led the unsuspecting female to a nearby sugar plantation where he dug a hole, buried her up to the waist, supposedly as part of a ritual designed to ensure her lover's fidelity. Once the victim was effectively immobilized, Siraji then strangled her with an electric cord, drank her spit, stripped the corpse and buried it with the head pointed towards his home to channel the spirit's mystical powers. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of weird Highlander stuff. Uh, so if all if, as... if all else failed um, and willing customers ran short, which happened, Siraji would actually hire sex workers and murder them oh. instead. I guess no receipts and stuff. Right. <laughs> Cash, cash sale. Yes, no returns. Damn it. These women had no idea that Ahmad had dug their graves, but trusting him as a healer, which just pisses me off, yeah. they got into the hole and allowed themselves to be buried up to their waist. Once they were dead and Ahmad had collected their saliva to drink, he stripped them naked so they would decompose faster and then buried the bodies so they were looking in the direction of his home. Now, there's some speculation that Ahmad was a necrophiliac. Yeah. And would have sex with the bodies prior to burying them. However, he never admitted to this charge, and there was never actually any evidence of this due to the advanced state of decomposition of the bodies once they were actually found. It's not a large leap, though. It's really not. Um, And we'll get into that. Okay. Ahmad felt that each new corpse he left was just another conduit of spiritual energy that would transform him into the sorcerer he, his dream told him to become. Now, a year passed and no one knew what was happening on this property. Another year passed and then another. 11 years of murder later, Ahmad was left unchecked, but was still short of his 70 victim goal. In 1997, he encountered a 21-year-old woman named Sri Kamala Dewey on April 24th. Sri asked for a ride from a rickshaw puller named Andreas. She wanted to be dropped off at Ahmad's home, and she told Andreas to keep her visit a secret, and she wouldn't be needing him to come pick her up. So, like so many women before her, of course, Sri disappeared. However, unlike these other women... Shri wouldn't be missing for long. Three days later, on April 27, 1997, 
a farmer was walking through the sugarcane field and freshly disturbed dirt kind of caught his attention. It was a, a strange mound. Mm-hmm. So sugarcane is kind of uh, planted in rows, similar to corn, uh, from what I understand from my investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it was very strange because there was this area was kind of like a, a, a mass of dirt with and it was really big and the sugar cane was completely missing so it caught this guy's attention because it looked like a grave well a it was dug grave. and it was yeah it was the arms hanging out the man well he investigated the soil and with a bit of digging um he discovered part of a human body mm. completely alarmed the farmer quickly retreated and then returned to the field with a few more people and he started building a fence, a big old <laughs> fence. Who these people collectively worked towards digging the, up the body of Sri Kamala. The police were called and they promptly arrived at the scene and began their investigation of the field. While the sugarcane field was near Ahmad's home, it was still quite large and anyone could have actually used it as a place to bury a body. So Ahmad wasn't an immediate suspect but upon learning his writer was found murdered the rickshaw puller broke his secrecy and he spoke with the police he told them that he brought Sri to Ahmad Suraji's home by her request and she was supposed to she asked him to keep it a secret so after hearing Andrea's statement police focused on Ahmad as a possible suspect when they arrived at his home Ahmad unsurprisingly denied Everything He denied having anything to do with Shree's murder. Though, upon closer inspection, police discovered Shree's dress, purse, and one of her bracelets in the residence. Well, shit. They suspect they were kept by Ahmad as possible souvenirs, if not to further enhance the ritualistic power he drew from her body. On April 28th, the next day, three bodies were found on the plantation and on May 2nd, police arrested Ahmad for questioning. However, through their investigation, police would find many, many more bodies. In custody, he initially confessed to killing 16 victims over the past five years, but a search of his home turned up clothing and personal items linked to 25 missing women. And through copious amounts of coaching Mm -hmm. by the police and prodding and prompting, Ahmad finally confessed to a total of 42 murders spanning 11 years. His three wives, the sister wives, were jailed as accomplices, but two were later released with only the oldest, 38-year-old Tumini. She was charged after confessing her role in the the crimes. Police unearthed 40 corpses on the plantation. 40. 40. It's like, what you growing there? Dead Jeez, bodies. People. I got peoples. People. Victims. And this is sad. Victims ranging in age from 12 to 30. And while some 80 local families, 80, 80, yeah. had reported missing females during the span of Siraji's rampage, Ahmad and Tamini were charged with only 42 counts of murder. At least half. Fuck, when, more than half. Right. Well, when year. when their trial began. And their trial began on December 21st, 1997. By that time, both defendants had recanted their confessions, claiming they were tortured by the police. Hmm. Uh, but no denials could explain away the corpse un- corpses unearthed at Siraji's home. Right. So, you know, come on now. I didn't do it. I swear to God. Uh you're literally stabbing a <laughs> person right now. There's, you're oh, standing yeah. on bones. Yeah. Ahmad and his three wives were all arrested, yet one wife in particular, Tumini, uh, was seen as his only true accomplice. On April 27th, 1998, a year later, Siraji was convicted and sentenced to death by firing squad. Hmm. Tumini was also convicted, but she was sentenced to life imprisonment. Originally... They sentenced her to death as well, but it was overturned and she got life. Ahmad harbored no sympathy for his victims. However, he was very upset over not meeting his goal. He needed to drink the spit of 70 dead women, and he dwelled on that heavily 
repeating to authorities that 42 just wasn't enough. He's like, I don't become the Avatar until I get 28 <laughs> more, man. He seemed less perturbed by the prospect of being executed than by his incomplete agenda. Hmm. The target was 70, and quotes, air quotes. Yikes. He actually said that to the media. Wow. In July of 2008, he walked from his cell to the outside yard under the hot sun for the final time, taking his last breaths. He was placed up against a wall opposite a group of men with rifles. The men aimed and opened fire on Ahmad Siraji. And they all missed him. Ending his life with greater mercy than what he afforded his victims. The reaction in the rest of Indonesia is relatively muted. The beginning of the trial went unreported in Indonesia's national press. People say that it's because they're used to going to for help to paranormals or, or you know, witch doctors or mm-hmm. whatever they want to call them, dukus. And they're familiar with things going wrong. Consulting mystics is a way of life here. And they are reputed to have, by the way, huge sexual appetites. These mystics and these, these healers, which kind of makes me wonder about the necrophilia thing mm-hmm. um, there have been other cases of mystics molesting and even raping their clients this is a quote the case of Ahmad Siraji is an aberration says a traditional healer who's visited by thousands for his magical powers hmm. quote if you don't have the right background the right education or the right teacher then things could go badly wrong he says. Then he drops his website. My background in education in hibbity-jibbity is impeccable. Some mystics say they can arrange to have people killed by their magic powers, but people in Ahmad's village say that the allegations about him have put them off from seeing uh, mystics and healers and that they'll now steer clear of traditional sorcery. As one of Ahmad's neighbors says, they feel betrayed by a man who was once a respected member of the community. But sadly, um, you know, at the end of the day, with only 25 women identified, and the funny thing about that is the only reason those 25 women were ever identified was because of the clothing and the jewelry they found in Ahmad's house. Oh. He kept all that stuff from them. The lot, um, yeah. A lot and of I times don't, they take a trophy. Well, and I, and I don't know how they couldn't identify them. I don't know if they did, was DNA or dental records. I don't know. I'm unfamiliar with how their forensic system works over in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. But evidently, the bodies were mostly skeletal um, by the time they got to them because they decomposed so quickly. Um, so they were unidentifiable. And they were able to identify them through basically cross-referencing the items found in Ahmad's home and the local community family members who were um they would know well they were saying that their daughters were missing right and then they found the body so they don't know which body's which but they do know that their daughter's one of those bodies so with only 25 women identified and ahmad no longer living so many of these women will be lost forever though their bodies were recovered their identities will likely never be known for these women and for all their families and loved ones Justice will remain elusive. Yeah. And it's just frustrating and sad. Oh, all right. And that's his story, right? That's the story of Ahmad Siraji, yes. All right. Well, let's talk about it on the other side of the music thing that we put after we're done with the thing. Oh, okay. Wow, that guy was a huge dipshit. Let's let our dipshits talk about it. Yeah. All right, let's do a dipshit meter. Been, oh, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been quite a while. Yeah, it has. And this guy, probably pretty high. Uh, yeah. Possibly. We don't know because of the well, speculation on his on a few things. But yeah. We're we going to have to, we've, we had to make two scores because yeah. one is what we know mm-hmm. and one is likely. Yeah, the speculation. <laughs> right. All right. So let's try, we'll start with brutality. Okay. Uh, he wasn't that brutal, was he? As far, I mean, obviously murder's brutal. Murder's always, when you take somebody's life, it's, it's fucking brutal. Yeah. But uh, comparatively, compared to our other serial killers, which he is a serial killer, um, it wasn't nearly as high. No, you gave him a 2.0. Right. And that's because he just, he strangled them. Right. And this it is was, out of five because we haven't done this for a while. Yeah. Zero to five, five being Jeffrey Dahmer or being Albert Fish. I right, 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 case. right. Yeah. He was, yeah, I think he's still to this day our highest. Yeah. Him I and think. Bundy, I think is the highest. Well, I don't know. Pedro Lopez, Alonzo. He'd be, yeah, I know this sounds ridiculous, like a Super Bowl or something, but, uh, no, the most brutal human that we've that we've done this meter on mm-hmm. so far is uh, is an Albert Fish. It's 
Bundy. He oh, got yeah. fives across the board That's on everything. Right. That's right. Well, this gentleman, we gave him um, a little lower than average score for the serial killer situation um, because he had a, a he just he strangled them. Mm-hmm. So uh, he cut off their air until they died. Right. Yeah, okay. and that there was no beating, there was no torture. It's just a weird Psychological, way to do it, but he had them get in a hole up to their hips, right? And then he just kept them there for a while, right? And, and it had something to do with uh, magic spell for uh, fidelity and in a sugarcane field for sweetness. You can get, you can see how they can mm-hmm. correlate that. That mm-hmm. sucks. <clears throat> we we people get taken advantage of a lot. Uh, yeah, well, it probably is a spell in Indonesia. Sure. It probably is. And they don't normally get killed. I think he just <laughs> twisted it because right. he's probably fucked in the head. Yeah. Or was, because he's no longer here. Right. Well, that leads us to cruelty. Uh, he I, was one of those. I found this guy to be absolutely horrendously cruel. Yeah, you gave him a 4.25. I did. So among the higher. Yes, and my reasoning behind this is... Uh, first of all, he is a spiritual leader. He's supposed to be a spiritual leader. Right. Um, and he's seen that way. He's seen by that. He's seen as a spiritual leader mm-hmm. by his community. He's trusted. He's a healer. Um, when individuals submit to a healer, mm-hmm. they're usually, um, they're, they're, in, they're basically burying their soul. <laughs> yeah. They're coming to this person saying, here is the ugliness that I'm dealing with, um, my fears, um, whatever it may be, I need help. So when somebody admits this stuff, they ask for assistance, they're bearing their soul, and then this individual leads them down a path in a sugar like cane field, mm-hmm. buries them in a hole, and they're probably afraid, because this is happening at night, mm-hmm. they're probably uncomfortable and nervous, uh, and when they find that they have walked them this, themselves into their own grave, that by itself, by their spiritual leader, yeah. is yeah. cruel. It's cruel because they... It's like they, being tricked by the devil. They Yes, they know what's... Every single one of those women knew what was going on when he wrapped that cord around their neck. They yeah. knew. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's why I gave it, because it's not like it was a surprise attack. And to see the, this guy, because he was also a spiritual leader to men, and mm-hmm. he didn't kill a single man. Mm-mm. So he was, and we'll talk about that in a minute with a criminal mind, but mm-hmm. he, you know, he was a good man to these men and mm-hmm. stuff. And so when, when they were walking him out to the sugar field, they were thinking about that guy, and then he changed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. uh, Well, you know, and I'm sure he saw plenty of their friends, you know, acquaintances, um, and probably came with high reviews, you know, rave reviews from these individuals. He helped me here. Well, his Yelp review was really good. Right. Um, But then to turn around and and it's the ultimate betrayal right there. I agree. So to me, and because if if they were knocked unconscious before he did it, the cruelty would be very low. But the fact that they knew all the way in, and they that's trust. I mean, it's seriously like, you know that falling thing they do mm-hmm. um, at camps and at like business retreats and oh, stuff? Yeah, you man. fall into your friend's hands and they're going to catch you. It builds your trust. Sometimes. Basically, it's the person <clears throat> falling and everyone running the other direction and letting them hit spikes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then stabbing them. With <laughs> <all. Yeah. laughs> not, not a great way yeah. to go about being a spiritual Right. Leader. So uh, brutal or cruel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Criminal mind. You gave him a, it's below average, I guess, because three would be about the average, but right. uh, a 2.75 for the criminal mind because he wasn't a genius. No, it, he had a very simple program, mm. a very simple system to meet his goals. <laughs> I, I just find that the goals, uh, but so it, that's it was, part of the criminal mind. He had, a it was pretty basic. Goal. I mean, there was the fact that he was able to do it for 11 years, mm. um, is mind blowing. And one thing that I do want to bring up here is I don't know where this was located. Uh, I don't really, I mean, I do, it's, it's stated, but I don't know. I'm not familiar with the right. area. I don't know how their legal system works. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure 
how rural this is. It's a sugarcane field. I would assume that it's not being grown in the middle of a big city. Right. Um, so it could be just outside. We don't know. He's a cattle. He comes from a cattle breeding family or like camel cattle farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he buried them in a sugarcane plantation, mm-hmm. which is near his home. So it leads me to believe it's more of a rural aspect. So I don't think it took a real criminal mind to do what he did. Right. Um, but the fact that he got away with it for so long. Yeah. And, you know? And to be trusted as a spiritual leader. Right. I mean, you're passing the sniff test with a lot of He's, different things for a lot of folk. The injustice is off the charts with this guy. Mm. Uh, the fact that, I don't know, I, I'm not going to open a whole can of worms here, but... As a spiritual leader or a religious leader of some any kind, people put their trust in you. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. when it's betrayed, it is just the most abhorrent thing, especially when it ends in murder yeah. or torture. Yeah. You know, so some people with when they get reverend or you mm. know, by their name they end up saying and doing some of the most unreverendish type things. Well, you, you know, it's it's like a, a <laughs> I don't know. It's like stoking the narcissistic fire, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. oh man, it's terrible. That's all we need is a little bit of extra push. Like you really are good. You're talking to God. I know. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh God. He already well, thought in, he was cool as fuck. Well, in this circumstance, he's not essentially talking to God. He's controlling, uh, the energy of the universe, right? you know, in his mind, tomato, tomato, uh, same, same type of thing. <laughs> tomato, I potato. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is where things get interesting because we mm. have two scores for this yes. guy. Because again, we're trying to get down how dangerous really was this person. Right? Is can we even find out? <clears throat> but here we go. Mm-hmm. This is his depravity. Yeah. And this is generally what happens after the body has been mm-hmm. after the life has gone. Right. Now we don't know. So no. Get, so you gave him a one point seven five as far. I gave him. I gave him two scores. Yeah. I have the facts as we know them, mm-hmm. and the speculation and expectation. Mm-hmm. So the facts as we know them, I gave him a one point five because essentially he killed these women. Uh, he drank their spit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to gain the power of their soul, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then he basically uh, dug them up, undressed them so they would decay faster and buried them in a field. That's all. So I gave him a 1.5. He picked them up and put them in a hole. Or 1.75. Picked them up, put them in a hole. Okay, now that's what we know. Right. What we can speculate, though, uh, these spiritual leaders are supposedly, um, they run... They run life force because of their power. Mm-hmm. Um, they run a very strong life force. Uh, they're uh, it's horny stuff. Well, yes, yeah. I mean their 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 life force is very strong. It's sexual so stuff. they get very. Uh, I guess they have very high sex drives, uh, insatiable, um, and it's forgiven and overlooked by communities because well he's just the healer. That's just the way they are. They're horny. That's how they so, get the power to heal. Horny penis power. I, I guess. That's quite the grift they got going. So uh, saying that he had sex workers in a corn f- or a, a sugar field that trusted him implicitly asking for um, blessings and spells that related to sex mm-hmm. uh, and he had them all to himself mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. And, and, and he's supposed to be, you know, a horny goat guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he undressed them after they were dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the odds are he fucked their corpses. Yeah. That and that is pretty high. That's 5.0. And can't, it was can't so get higher than that. Exactly. And it was so high as far as the expectation that their police force police the investigators questioned him and asked him directly Mm -hmm. so obviously there's an expectation there Mm -hmm. uh he denied it all the time and so did his wife but his wife was not actually out in the field with him Mm -hmm. so you know um either way we gave him two scores because of what we know as fact the bodies were too decayed they couldn't tell Mm -hmm. um evidently yes shri 
was uh, she had sex either prior to death or after death. Right. She did. Right. That showed. Um, they know that he had sex with her. Mm-hmm. But she was also a sex worker. They know somebody had sex with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it, it was probably not not very pleasant for her. Right. Um, so, you know, there we are. Yeah. All right. The very last bit. So two scores. Mm-hmm. One kind of low because we don't have the evidence. Right. One extremely high, the highest it can be because it's right, right, pretty right, right. obvious. Sorry, I totally It's not went, a huge leap. I yammered on. No, I no, yammer, no. yammer. It's not a huge leap to, to <laughs> it's assume really, that he. It's really not a huge yeah. leap. No. Anyway. All right. Last one is social threat. It's a nice way of saying body count. Yeah. And he peaked out at yeah. well over five. Mm-hmm. So and how many did he kill? 42 uh, is what they said. 42, <clears throat> 42 bodies were found in that field. Mm-hmm. 80 families were missing their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but they found 42 corpses. He would have um, been pumped, though. He would have said he got his 70 if he would have killed 70. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. We know that he didn't get that high. Yeah. Um, 80 people were missing. 42 corpses were found. He was convicted of 27 okay. counts of murder. All right. So with his two scores. Oh, was, 25. I'm sorry. 25. 25. Yeah. Okay, so with without the speculation, mm-hmm. he ended up being a three point two five, right? Which puts him right in the middle of our, mm-hmm. of our scores for uh, most of the people we've done, right? And then a three point eight, which gets him kind of closer to the top, mm-hmm. closer to a couple of the Jeffrey Dahmers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, still a cunt, terrible, yeah. horrible, awful, worst, awful worst human. Guy. But the notoriety, <clears throat> liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, the notoriety is the weird one because mm-hmm. before we we do three. Uh, categories on this one before he's caught after he's caught and then the infamy total Mm -hmm. and we'll just skip all of it he's just not known not known he wasn't known before Mm -hmm. he wasn't known after it was suppressed suppressed it yeah and the infamy is i mean you have to dig to find this guy and there's no information on him so he gets a 0.5 point five. yeah the lowest we can possibly give him and you know this is a a case in indonesia and we Mm. don't really know um, there's a lot of information that's missing, but what I do know is uh, it seems like this this community, this social structure is very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, they suppressed the news outlets on this. They didn't, they kept it they, they very close to the chest. And even afterwards, they suppress news on it. Yeah, there's not a lot of books on this or, or documentaries. Mm-mm. and There's very little information. Uh, evidently, the guy, who knows, I'm assuming he led a pretty decent life up until he was 36 years old. Right. Um, That's, but you who can also knows? assume that there's, you know. You can't jump into this. I mean, you can't. I don't think you go straight from like straight and narrow to like, fuck it, I'm murdering folk. Exactly. I'm going like to kill you. I'm going to kill 42 women and bury them, you know, over 11 year period. You start maybe with some graffiti. I know. There's got to be something. Not that that's a gateway to murder. But I'm there's just saying. <laughs> maybe you steal a candy bar. Maybe that's a gateway to murder. But there's there's nothing on this guy that I could find. I did find stuff, but I can't read that language. Right. You know, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I no, did. I, I don't trust I, Google Translate. I did a lot of Russia stuff where it's like, oh, I don't think oh, that's I right. Don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, and that, that's the other thing. It kind of leads me into another little thing here. Um, and it, it kind of goes both ways. I mean, here in the U.S., you can't trust the media because they blow shit out of proportion. Uh, they are looking for uh, ratings 30, 80 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um Currently, they're looking for clicks. They're looking for, you know, watch minutes and all of that. So they're they're interested in being first, not right. Exactly. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, You know, that's how it is here. So you can't trust the media and what they have to say. You just can't because they're they're going to sensationalize what they can. It's not for smart people. It's it's not designed (laughs) for smarties. But over there, they did the absolute opposite. They didn't want anyone talking about it. So you can't trust them either right. because they're not giving you information that you likely should know about your community. It almost sounds like they respect their people a little more. They're like, if they know about this, they're going to fucking see right through our bullshit. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it, it's, it's a weird situation. I would like to, in a perfect world, we'd be able to learn uh, and people would be more transparent about stuff, <laughs> you know, but I guess... We collectively, as a society, have to be grown-ups. Yeah. And we just aren't. No. 
you know. I don't think that's in the cards. It must not be. Anyways, we're, we're doing our g- best. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses, and American universities, and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. We don't need to go there. Right. Um, but it kind of leads me back to this whole situation. Because of his the suppression of the media, it was never really known. Right. People don't know a lot about it. So we can't figure out, you know, what the hell did something happen to this guy? Yeah. What's I mean, this is obviously a humongous disdain for women. Is yeah. This, is this a religious belief? Is this a It's almost like no it's I don't even want to say it's a disdain for women. He thought they it were going to give him power. It's a lack of... He thought he was going to become Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Dead lack... Dead lady Avatar. Right. By th- through spit. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a, it's not a disdain. It's not a hatred. It's not a brutalization. It's more of a lack of empathy. Yeah. It's just... It's a nothing. <laughs> it, he had a nothing towards women. It right. sounds like three wives... Well, maybe, maybe, but you know what? Maybe that's their religion also. Yeah. You know, polygamy maybe is their thing. Right. I don't know. Well, I'm not against the three wives. Uh, <laughs> kidding. But to me, these always ring true with the, the power of delusion. Like whatever it is that he believed, it's not true. I don't care what it is. All of it's bullshit. Wait a minute. You're not, a win- uh, you're uh, not against three wives? Why? Uh, I'm, I'm totally against it. hundred percent. I was kidding. These are jokes. It's a joke that was not received well at all. Um, no, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, it doesn't matter what he's doing in any of this stuff. It's like, you're making it up because the source of it is some bullshit that some human made up. Mm-hmm. And you're, you don't care if what you think is true. Mm-hmm. So you haven't proven it to anyone else but even to yourself you just want to believe it and so you go about it and it justifies horrible things well i think the moment you hurt somebody and you know you're hurting somebody mm-hmm. uh you got to be honest with yourself first of all but i think the moment no matter what the moment you hurt someone and you know that you've done it and you don't fix it or rectify it you're willingly doing it uh it doesn't matter you're fucked. I think that's where shit goes south. Mm. I think that's where the problem sits. Sure. Um, so, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that going on around everywhere, you know, as far as uh, in religion and spiritual communities. People are doing it and they don't care. Right. Um, so that's just my take on it. I And, you know, from a spiritual and energetic standpoint, um, I think the moment you willfully harm something, you generate, um, I don't know, you generate an energy that is... Bad juju. Yes, it's not... I don't think it's received well by universal uh, life force. I don't I, know. Have and, you ever seen a supernova? That shit fucking kills it everything. It, yeah, but that is a natural process. Right. It's not... There is no intention behind it. It, it just is. Right. You know, it's just... It's, it's not It's not like, I'm going to get those fucking planets no, and all their stupid moons. Exactly. Making fun of me. Yeah. Right. It's not like that. Right. Um, I think the moment you do something with intention, with nefarious uh, intentions, mm-hmm. and you put that out there, and that's just my personal opinion, um, I think that it's not received well right. by the universal whatever for sure by the cosmos i don't like it i'll tell you that i just as don't a think par- it's, as a member of the cosmos i don't think it's good it. and obviously <laughs> i go straight against religion and superstition and mm-hmm. you know and i shouldn't do that that's not necessarily the point of this it's really like everybody's doing fine mm-hmm. there's not a ton of narcissists and well they probably are in religion who knows they, they're getting things out of it and here right. i come with my dumb loud mouth atheism and be like i don't like this this is a problem here it's not the problem the problem is that they believed in a authority figure mm-hmm. as we all humans doesn't matter if it's religious or mm-hmm. government or fucking mm-hmm. your family or well, whatever they, tru- they trust it yes you know and when that happens that's the thing that makes this terrible right but well, i also you know, hate the part of the fucking <laughs> the fundamental thing that we humans just have to believe in some magic thing that some person has 
Just so we can be like, okay, he can think for me for now. Thank you. Oh, this is hard. Not always. Not always. I know, but it the fucking, reason, God damn it. Okay, so let me, let, me, let me bring this up. So you put your trust in an individual that is supposedly there to assist you, right? right. Which um, is totally fine and, and valid. The, right. So let's, let's take this sideways just for a moment and talk about mothers, okay? Right. You have moms. No matter where you go, what I want to do is, before I segue into this... No matter where you go, you're going to have shitty people. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yes. Because people are shitty. Not everybody, but people. And we all have the propensity to be shitty. But we learn not to be shitty to each other. Yes. But you're going to have people who either didn't learn it or just don't care because they're that shitty. Or just in the moment they're shitty. Right. So, chemicals and stuff. And it doesn't, it doesn't really um, matter when humans get involved. Things have a... a the odds are it's going to get shitty because yeah. that's just the way it is. But mothers, so you have moms, you have shitty moms, you have good moms, but mothers are there to give you unconditional love, right? They're there to keep the tiny human alive <laughs> and give you a wonderful base foundation so you can become um, well-rounded uh, adult humans, grown-up human, big humans, right. okay? Now, a mother's love is, um, it's not scientific. It's not, you can't quantify that in a machine or anybody's love, really. But I'm using a mother's love as this one thing because it ties it in. It's not mystical. It's not, uh, it's very spiritual. But it's not something that you can actually, like, draw it. You can't, you can't get a phlebotomist to draw her blood and and measure the love level <laughs> you know you can't do that there's right. no way to and also when but it's it, obviously there though. when we're when we're at while we're at it we don't even really know what that is it's a chemical reaction yes it does all kinds of things we're not going to get into the scientific um parts of the chemistry of all that but it's trusted these children uh and you know these other humans trust that that love is valid and real they can feel it they can see it and uh they trust now when that is betrayed that is fucking horrid and that's what these religious leaders are doing that betray the trust of their followers the or the healers the people who are seeking um healing and trying to benefit from their spiritual and mystical powers right so just like a mother's love they know it's there. They know the mystical power is there because they can feel it and they can experience it, but it can't be tested in a, a laboratory. But they know it's there because they benefit from it. There's nothing wrong with that. What I, I have a problem with is when you have a deluded leader that is power-hungry and cruel and you have deluded followers that want something so bad that they believe they, they've they convinced themselves that something is there. And they'll ignore their logic for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what do they call that? Uh, reasonable expectations. Hmm. You have reasonable expectations that your mother loves you <laughs> when Hopefully. she when she makes you food. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you grow and you're healthy. You know, when she uh, reads you bedtime stories, when you always have, well, for the most part, clean clothes, you know, they're folded. She does little things for you. She puts notes in your lunch bag. She goes to all your games. Um, She's there to support you as you grow up. You know, you have reasonable expectations that your mom loves you because she has proven it over and over and over again. Right. If you have a spiritual leader, a religious leader, you have reasonable expectations that they can assist you. Because they've proven it over and over and over again. Um, The problem is when they haven't proven it to you, you just want it so bad that you delude yourself into believing that it's true. Hmm. And this also happens with children and mothers. You know, it's the same. It happens all the time. These children want their mother's love so bad, you know, that, and she doesn't because she's a psycho, that they they strive for that that they don't look at the reality they're looking at the, the delusion that they've created yeah. and then we end up with people like Chikatilo and <laughs> yeah. you know Jeffrey Dahmer all the Jeffrey Dahmer's is was loved by his parents but 
you you have this this awful cycle. I'm getting off. No. I'm was, going off. Do and we I know t- anything about? Was he loved? Was this guy loved? We know nothing about his childhood. Yeah. He came from a cattle farm. That's all I know. Did he love the cattle? He may have loved the cattle too much, and yeah. that's you know potentially why he thought he was all powerful. A Yakim Kroll type character. Potentially, perhaps. yes. Ew. Ew. Yeah, well... But, you know, there's no speculation on that. There's no. nothing that I found the written on We're it. We're not trying to start a rumor. No, uh, that is just, you know, spitballing. Right. So, fundamentally, this guy, just like... Uh, what I like about going international with mm-hmm. these is that it, it makes the world small. Right. You know, we always look at each other like, look at all these differences between us and stuff. It's like, no, we're really fundamentally the same. You can go mm-hmm. to, you can find anywhere on the earth that there's a group of people and you will find these dynamics mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. there's a narcissistic one. There's a fucking, mm-hmm. you know, a, a dish, you know, whatever, a dish, uh, what am I trying to, a doormat. A doormat. There's just all these archetypes of a people. A dish rag? A dish rag. <laughs> That's kind of like old school. Yeah. A dish rag. A doormat is also kind of Well, dish like rag that. is just unattractive. Is it? And wimpy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, a doormat is somebody that's highly agreeable, Yeah. I guess is the whatever. But, and you just look at it and you're like, God, man, we people are the same. Even our, our crazy people, mm-hmm. we have these similarities where it's like, yeah, I mean, we didn't, didn't bury them with their heads this way, but they chopped their heads off and mm-hmm. faced them towards the, the West or something right. for some alignment with a comet or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get this thing where you're like, fucking, we really are. Even when we malfunction mm-hmm. and to completely you know antithetical to society mm-hmm. we have these commonalities mm-hmm. it's like geez and and the same problems in their society like ours it's like you know sex work is popular mm-hmm. but it's also looked at to where mm-hmm. in such a negative way to where they fall under the cracks and the police can't mm-hmm. help and it becomes less of a priority right. right and then it becomes easier to prey on them and that's the same as they become any big ev- city in the, the west the invisible and, and shunned members of a society in a different country, yeah. you know, it's the same with I, different religious beliefs too. Mm-hmm. I mean, this I isn't the the preachers and stuff that would do that in the in our countries. Right, it's a different religious belief completely, but it's the same fundamental mm-hmm. uh, shitty part of humanity. Right, right. That we can't love our own daughters or sons and whatever for mm-hmm. just differences in and how our hormones go and our chemicals. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. But whatever, uh, it's a very very dangerous world, mm-hmm. and it's. It's hard not to. It can be. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. Well, if you step too far out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you get eaten. <laughs> you I, you might so, be. So again, the lesson is never try. <laughs> no. Uh, no, be brave. Be bold. Uh, mm-hmm. There are risks, but no one gets out of this alive. Right. Uh, but be careful mm-hmm. and calculated and probably stay out of sex work if you can, because that is definitely one of the, the most dangerous things. Mm-hmm. If you, it is dangerous. If you want to avoid danger, that's... Well, it's not just... And th- I want to touch on that for just a moment. It's not just dangerous um, because of um, social, I don't know, stigma. It's not just dangerous. That makes it dangerous, no, but it it's not... a lot of weirdos It's not to your just that. It brings a lot of individuals into your sphere and into your personal sphere and into a sphere that makes you very vulnerable. Um, so it, it, it draws in the moths and just sometimes those moths bite, yeah. you know, avoid where venomous moths conjure. So, um, I guess what I want to, would, <laughs> what I would want to close with saying <laughs> is, uh, uh, remember those reasonable expectations, you mm. know, um, and it, you mentioned something the other day about a purple, what was it, a, like a purple dinosaur in the trunk of our car? Right. I'm trying to remember what that was all about. Uh, the reasonable expectation is there isn't a purple dinosaur or elephant, whatever, yeah. in the trunk of our car mm-hmm. because there never has been. Uh, we've never seen one. Yeah, I can't prove it right now. Right. But, but odds are yeah. there's not a purple dinosaur in there in the trunk of our car. Right. And that's um, how I feel when people come to me and be like, you should believe in this religious belief. It's like, right. Yeah. Right. And uh, you purple know, that's, dinosaur. it's really interesting. I am, uh, I don't even know what I would call myself. We've, we've covered this and we've gone through it. Uh, I hate labels. So I hate, that's kind of a strong term, but <laughs> I Disagreeable with I, I disagree with labels because it really causes issues. Um, but with my worldview, uh, I look for those reasonable expectations, too. You know, mm-hmm. and when I find them, I can follow a path. If they're not there, uh, 
<laughs> if it doesn't make sense, it's probably a lie. I've said that before too. My mother raised me with that and she would always, every time I hear it in my head, I hear it in my mom's voice. If it, if it doesn't make sense, it's probably a lie. Or you're missing a lot of information, right? which leads to lying. So <laughs> it leads to a lie. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways. Always go to first principles. Yes. Call dang it. Yeah. <sighs> but that should well, keep you out of all these scary things and right. all these uh, schemes yeah. and stuff. Right, right. But, well, this was, uh, it was an interesting research. It was kind of challenging. And I felt, I wanted to share this story because it was intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an international story. It was fairly recent. And it was very relatable to the shit that goes on here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to share it, but it was uh, somewhat short. There yeah. wasn't a lot of information, and probably because of the language barrier, I would think. Yeah. Also, there's very very little out there. Well, the world's getting know? smaller. Yeah. So there will be more. Yeah. And if you're interested in this person, you know, dig it up. I'm Andre sure Saran- uh, I'm sorry, Ahmad Saranji. Saranji. Okay. Yeah, you can find the spelling of that down in the description. Yeah, so. It's going to be on the video yep. that they just clicked on already. Video or the RSS feed. Oh, yeah. Boop, boop. Shit. <laughs> what do I know? All right. It's been a crazy week already for us. Uh-huh. That's, that's why we're a little bit in like the awe. And, Woo. Yeah. <laughs> but we hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope you yes. enjoyed the story. Thank you, Mrs. Scriptkeeper. You're very welcome. Thank you for us. listening. I'd never heard of this person. Mm. Now they're on my radar. Thanks yeah. a lot. You're now I know welcome. there's more crazy fucks in the world yeah, than dead I thought. People. Dead people looking at houses. Yeah. Lots of ghosts that, and, that have and, had a lot of injustice yeah, done to them. I know. And drinking spit. I, you know, we did a Dave and Angus where it was like basically all the dirt in the world is like piss dirt because something's pissed on that dirt <laughs> right. somewhere you see dirt right like something pissed there probably yeah. many things probably see, most likely people too yeah. like on the side of the road it's like that's all human piss dirt well you know it's so funny i stick my hands in the soil and i think of all the things that died yeah so you know well, throughout millions of years there's dead stuff so really we're just kind of crawling on top of each other yeah, without knowing it yeah yeah it's like hades anyway so thank you everyone that's been uh <laughs> smearing the scat on all the walls that you can find uh, uh, finding all the normies and showing them scat cast which uh scaring the shit out of them yeah yep. I, it has varying results i'm mm-hmm. sure uh, mm-hmm. but let us know about that thank you for all the wow just an insurgence of uh, ratings and yes. stuff and all that fun stuff thank you it's been a blast uh i keep waking up wanting to do this and mm-hmm. that's it's been a lot of fun and all of you guys encouraging messages I read them all. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get to respond to them all because I want to think hard about it and be like, <laughs> my dearest friend has written to me. And that screws me when it comes to like, yep. the time that I give myself. But please write. I will read them and I will love you through mm-hmm. the ether uh, for the things you say or hate you if you're being a dick to me. I will fucking find yeah. you. <laughs> okay. You I'm might. Not. Yeah. Be careful. No, be I, careful. If you're a dick, you might end up as a character on the show. That's right. Motherfucker. I've I, got a very thin skin for an internet personality. Well, very thin. <laughs> <Skin>. <laughs> well, I, uh, I have a character, so I'm excited. Yeah. I wish we could uh, do a whole podcast on this, <sighs> this person that that's I know fi- that's fired you up mm-hmm. and and really, we've been thinking about the whole time we did this podcast. Right? I know. I can't believe this person mm-hmm. exists. The they're not murdering time. people. Except for my, you know, happiness. <laughs> uh, it's just being a person in the world, as you guys all know, uh, sometimes there's injustices that mm-hmm. step on, on whatever sails you had and whatever wind was coming. They're, mm-hmm. they're there to do that. Yeah. And, and our job is to just fucking move through life mm-hmm. and do Keep our best going. to figure Keep out doing. how to stay sane. And Somebody will come flying through the air with a machete to slice open your sails and you just have to sew it up and keep going. Yeah. But yep. it's weird how that, how like some of the, sh- in my estimation, and I don't mm-hmm. want to sound like I'm complaining about the world at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just in love with it the way it is, but it's weird how there's like a hummingbird feeder for these kind of folk mm. in the world for injustice. The sales slashers. Yeah. <laughs> they, if, if the hummingbird feeder is just any kind of power where they're like, Oh, I can ruin stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's just weird. I mean, yeah. this is like, this was the premise of the one star heroes mm. on, uh, is we dumb mm-hmm. was basically like these people come in and they're like, I'm entitled as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I experienced something that I just feel like, you know, destroying stuff about, mm-hmm. you know, didn't, it yeah. wasn't up to my standards. So destroy, destroy. Yeah. Well, Ahmad felt entitled as fuck and he wanted all the power in the universe. So he killed people yeah. for and their, got, for their essence. Yeah. And he got that little bit of like, yeah. oh, I have this power, this mm-hmm. authority, this, yeah. this expertise in something all the way down to the very end when he's sitting in the police station and they're like, how do you, what do you have to say for yourself? And he's like, I was supposed to kill 70. Yeah. 42 isn't 70. Yeah. yeah. That's a 
lack of empathy right, to the highest right. level. Right, right. Yep. So anyways. Thank you for spreading, smearing, yes. all, the, all the things. Yep. For sucking on scat. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. Thank you to the Order of the Elder Turds. Yes. Our ancient patrons at this point. We've mm-hmm. got our, and we've got more going out and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to our trusted turd triad of Don, Chris, and Bodie. Mm-hmm. Always doing cool shit for us. Thanks, guys. Garbage disposal, we appreciate you. Godhead, I know you're still out there doing stuff. Yes. That's important. To uh, Minnie and PJ for mm-hmm. doing the subreddit. We definitely would love to hear your voices, at mm-hmm. least in writing form on info at scatcast.com. You can also leave voice messages mm-hmm. if you'd like. We might throw them on one of these shows. Mm-hmm. If you have a story for a minute, <laughs> I think right. it only goes for a minute or right. two. But we have a speak pipe on, on scatcast.com. Yeah, right on the website, on the information, contact us. I also want to thank Lucifina Lightbringer for, uh, for basically uh, handling the shipbox crafters yeah yes the creators uh the that page she's doing wonderful things there that's fun yep so that's a lot of fun seeing this community grow is so heartwarming oh man it really is plus there's podcasts amazing amazing folks connected to i know say hi to poe yes and and paul Mm -hmm. uh but yeah there's tons of fun things it's a fun i don't know i don't know what happened we started doing poop jokes, and then the, the coolest people came. I the know, opposite they, of what I was talking about, right. where it's a hummingbird th- feeder over here for shitheads. Mm-hmm. This is about shit. And the and most lovely wonderful people. people are here. That's pretty cool. Yes. I dig it. So I'm, I'm going to... We love you all. Thank you, thank you. Keep running with it, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, But as always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye. Bing. Bing. Bong. Bong. (laughs) There you go. Bing bong. You guys did two bing bongs.